the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1440 KYCR Golden Valley. From Wall Street to your street. Tune in on the go with our free app. With SRN News, I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Northeast residents being urged to stay off the roads this weekend with temperatures dropping overnight as that major winter storm finally left the area but also left a lot of bitterly cold temperatures in its wake. That's making the roads and sidewalks dangerous. Uh, Rich Otto is a forecaster with the National Weather Service. He says it's going to be a sunny weekend, but don't be fooled by that. As we you know, lose the sun with um, as we head into the nighttime hours, that's going to cause anything that does melt to refreeze. And so there's certainly continued dangerous travel conditions for our, a good portion of the Northeast as we go into the weekend. Massachusetts State Police responded to more than 200 crashes with property damage or injuries over the past few days. And in New Hampshire, state police reported at least 70 accidents as of yesterday morning. On Wall Street, the Dow was down 21 points Friday. The Nasdaq up 219. This is SRN News. Do you have Medicare and do you use a CPAP machine? This is a national health care alert regarding your CPAP supplies. Using a clean CPAP mask and clean supplies is important to staying healthy. The best way to make sure your CPAP equipment is clean is to get new supplies. If you have Medicare, we have great news. Medicare will pay for you to have new clean supplies every 90 days. We'll even do all the paperwork for you to make sure that there's little to no out-of-pocket cost to you. And you don't even have to leave your home. We provide free in-home delivery. So if you're a CPAP user and you have Medicare, staying healthy with new CPAP equipment is easy. Just make this free phone call right now to get started. Sponsored by Specialty Medical. 800-260-1792. 800-260-1792. That's 800-260-1792. I'm sure glad you're my sister, Addie. Yep, you're my best buddy. Mom says you were their little surprise. What would we do without you? Well, you'll probably get your own gum. Yeah, that's true, but you're worth it. Hello, my name is Carrie. I work with Pro-Life Across America, the billboard people. If you know someone who is pregnant or in need of alternatives to abortion or needs post-abortion assistance or would like to support the life-saving work of Pro-Life Across America, please call one 800 366-7773 or check us out online at prolifeacrossamerica.org Pro-Life Across America Educational, non-political and tax deductible A baby's heart is beating 18 days from conception Pro-Life Across America Portions of this program may have been pre-recorded Is it his time? Yes! 
Where's your hat? Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. Oh, God, that's all I need. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. Let's go while we're young. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Welcome back for another hour of Job Saturday. Oh, they took our job. Thank you. Welcome back. I have never done... I, we were talking about the fact we've been doing this show for about 12 years. I've never done this before. I have never actually cracked open and found the form on which the establishment survey is done. And I want you to hear this. And I, this is part of the explanation. I'm kind of learning things while I'm doing the show with you today. Okay? This is... When I do this show, I teach myself some things, and sometimes stu- people will ask me questions, like like the wonderful question. I got I got two really good questions uh, in the last hour at 651-289-4477. But the question about the household and payroll survey said, oh, I need to think a little bit more about that. That's a good question. Um, and that was, that last hour, the wonkiest hour I've ever done. I'm not sure if that's going to hold up even for the uh, next 56 minutes uh, because I, during the break, I'm like, if I ever really looked at the form on which the establishment survey said, I spend a lot of time on the household survey uh, because I do a fair amount of work with census data, but I have never actually spent that much. I've never really spent time looking at the establishment survey. So I cracked open the BLS website and found and dug out a, a, a questionnaire. Now, to get this right, it was, as I was looking at this, I was reminding myself of this particular point. And this is from, again, this was Brian Deese, uh, who is the chair of the National Economic Council, one of the two main voices. They send Marty Walsh out. He's the, he's the labor secretary. Marty Walsh is an old Boston politician. He was the mayor of Boston for, for many years. Sort of a traditional Boston kind of politician there you know they he he looks like he come out of central if you were going to draw a picture of random boston politician when you finish you'd probably have marty walsh um but uh so they send him out from time to time and he was the guy doing the tour yesterday because in part because these kind of stepped in it a little bit but i'm not sure how much i blame him because he got out there saying saying something, and so what I'm going to do is I'm going to replay this. I played this at the start of the first hour. I want to play this clip again, but I'm going to tell Sean to stop the recording at the point I need you to hear again. So, Sean, stay on the button as we play again. Cut number one. But we also have a January where uh, we had Omicron, and we do expect that mm-hmm. that will uh, affect the numbers. In particular, when the survey, the Department of Labor does the survey, they ask employers how many people are on the job. If somebody was out sick during the week that they asked that question and we're not receiving paid sick leave, they will not count as Stop. employed. Stop. That's it. They will not count as employed if they're on sick leave unpaid. For the week, so I dug out the question. Um, so here's the question: Total number of persons in your in the, this pay group. So you're asking an employer to, to count the number of employees. 
who worked or received pay for any part of the pay period that includes the 12th of the month. And so it's got a list of who gets included. And if you're on paid sick leave, you're included. But if you look over on the other side and it says employees on leave without pay for entire pay period. So if you work for a pay period is a weekly pay period if you missed the entire week and got no check you count as unemployed question how many people get unpaid sick leave anymore how many people would be out for an entire pay period if you worked for two full weeks if you worked for two full weeks under the old rules of the cdc if you were out for covid Right? You had to you had to stay isolated for for ten full days. What happened in December? They were telling because they wanted people back to work, they wanted people back to work. They said, you know what, if you've if you've been vaccinated, you can you can come in you're asymptomatic, you can come back after five. Um the um the uh, um the the whole point here is um, the whole point here is I don't know how many of that people it counted, but certainly people missed, right? Certainly people missed. So, and I'm actually going to tweet you what this form, this form, and they have different ones for different groups. So if you're in the service sector, you get this form and it depends whether or not you have uh, people. It depends on how it is you're paying people. Um, they do it through a variety of means. So some of this is sent in electronically by by firms. Some of this is is done by, uh, by out of a survey lab, a caddy, what us old time surveyors call a caddy lab, um, which is a call, basically a call center, um, and so forth. There's web web information being put in, but half the data they get is being collected by someone sitting at a desk and sending the information to BLS. Well, what are they going to do with that? I really think they may have overthought this. And if they had thought a little bit more, how would you pick up people missing work, but maybe drawing a check because they have paid sick leave, or maybe drawing a check because the quarantine time or the isolation time had dropped to the point where they wouldn't miss a full pay period? Well, you'd look by you'd look at the number of hours worked, average hours worked by by workers went from by production workers fell from thirty four point seven to thirty four point five hours a week. Now, a two tenths drop is really, really, really significant. Okay, it's quite significant. So, if I go and look at the, I got to go pull the right. The right table here. There we go. This is the one I wanted. Uh, if I go and look at index of hours worked in the goods sector, fell by five tenths of percent. That means that that seven tenths increase in in wage rates only translates to a pay increase or a payroll increase of you know at wages in the aggregate only going up by the difference which is 
three or four tenths of percent. There's rounding errors in there. Um, there was no gain on the goods producing side. And if I look at leisure and hospitality, if I look at leisure and hospitality in terms of weekly payroll, that number was actually down six tenths of percent. That number was down quite a bit. The only places where you saw increases in the number of hours being worked were in wholesale trade up a up a up a, a tenth, information services uh, utilities up five tenths percent, information services up one point three percent. Big gains in IT, which meant that weekly payrolls in the IT sector went up by a lot. It's just that the IT sector feels like it's a big thing, but in the in the size of our economy is probably not all that huge a number. Certainly not here in central Minnesota and I don't think it's all that big in Minnesota overall. We won't know we won't know those results for a few weeks yet. But my point being my point being this, if you wanted to see where the where the impact really happened, you had to go down and look at the hours number um so so uh for example brian westbury at north trust writes uh writes a note at the first trust uh, uh first trust economics blog uh writes uh average work week declined to 34.5 hours in january from 34.7 as a result in spite of the strong increase in the payrolls total hours work fell three tenths percent in january that three-tenths decline is the equivalent of losing about 350,000 jobs for the month. Right? If I took the entire, okay, if instead of having the number of hours each of us work shrunk, I was just to reduce the number of people working and have us all work the same hours, you'd be equivalent to 350,000 people leaving the, work, leave, leaving the workplace. That would take the 467 down to 117, that sounds about right. That's in line with what we thought. We didn't pay attention to the hours. Okay? I'm just going to say to the person that asked whether uh, it should be economists running the Fed, if we can't get that right, are you sure you trust us with monetary policy? Are you sure? I don't know. Se- reading Brian further. Second, although payrolls were revised up substantially, for November and December, that was due to new seasonal adjustment factors generated by the Labor Department. All the extra gains for November and December were simply a shift from June July. Let me let me. So we said that, uh, and so he went through and saw all these. Let me. I'll tweet this to you at the break at, at the at the break coming up, so that you can see what Brian Brian and Bob wrote. I think this is a very this is this is in one paragraph. A pretty good description of where my head was at after about, I don't know, I had to go to a meeting at 9.30. And so by about 9.30, I'm like, boy, this is a really weird report. Because I, I really puzzled over it for for a couple hours and even, you know, found myself thinking about it and driving a little more absentmindedly in the car uh, as I was coming through. Uh, so I promise you it was a little less wonky. I'm going to get less wonky in just a moment right after this because I... I, I can't take you down these numbers, but this is why I'm not reading you a whole lot of data from here, there, and everywhere from these reports because I don't really know what these numbers mean, particularly in a month-to-month change when you've had all this change in the seasonal factors, you've had this change in the benchmarking, you've had the population controls from the census. All of that gets jammed into a single month. 
they make this one change and you all got to live with it. Um, I would say whatever you reading it overall, whatever you thought Thursday at 720 Thursday at 1159 p.m. You should probably think as well this morning on Job Saturday, back after this, the King Banyan Show, The Biz, 1440. Salmon fishing in Alaska at an amusement park in Green Bay or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Cash Call Mortgage is a DBA of Impact Mortgage Corp. NMLS ID 128231. Not all applicants will qualify. Equal housing lender. Licensed by California Department of Financial Protection and Innovation. Residential Mortgage Lending Act License Number 4131083. Not licensed in all states including New York. Call 855-657-9910 for licensing terms and restrictions. Or visit cashcallmortgage.com. Are you being denied a home loan or refi because you're a 1099 employee, self-employed, or a real estate investor? It can be frustrating, but it doesn't have to be, thanks to Cash Call Mortgage. At Cash Call Mortgage, we'll take the time to understand you and your income flow. Using 1099 income, rental income, and bank statements, you could qualify for a home mortgage or refi at a lower rate. So if you're being turned down for a home loan or refi because you're self-employed, a 1099 earner, or a real estate investor, instead of hearing denied, you could be hearing approved. To see if you qualify, visit CashCallMortgage.com or call now, 800-931-6651. That's 800-931-6651. 800-931-6651. What's your favorite high school sports memory? A late-inning rally? A game-winning shot? A photo finish? Maybe it's a pep rally or a pregame ritual. Maybe it's the euphoria of a late-night bus ride home after a hard-fought win. Maybe it's having pizza with teammates after the game. Now, imagine if it never happened at all. School sports need your help. With budgets getting tighter, it's more than the games that are on the line. It's all the traditions, the community pride, the culture of your hometown high school, plus all those memories that are on the line, too. What can you do? It's simple. Buy a ticket when you can. Go to a game. Take the whole family. Let's do everything we can to keep those cherished school sports memories alive. This message presented by the Minnesota State High School League and the Minnesota Interscholastic Activities Administrators Association. What does it mean to be a Christian woman in our current culture? How does your faith in Christ relate to the world around you? At times, being a Christian can seem like an overwhelming task in today's busy and challenging landscape. That's why you should visit iBelieve.com, a site designed for Christian women. Whether you're looking for insight, conversation starters for your church group, or just an uplifting message, you'll find it at iBelieve.com. Visit iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Brighten someone's day with a free e-card from the largest online Christian greeting card site, CrossCards.com. There's one for every occasion, birthdays, holidays, or just to let someone know you care. CrossCards.com is a division of Salem Media Group. Take... Taking care of business here on the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. 
Uh, are you just going to play, like, early 70s rock all day? Because, uh, yes, please. That's just great. 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments. 651-289-4477. Love to hear from you. We'd love to have you on with us here. On the King Banyan Show on the Biz 1440. Job Saturday, we're getting through. Um, and almost through this, because I actually want to transition to talk about one other thing. Okay, so the unemployment rate actually went up to 4% from 3.9, the one that the, the headline number. But the U6, the all-in number, uh, was actually fell to 7.1 from 7.3. So I think it's kind of interesting that these that the data are actually that those two numbers moved in opposite directions. And that to me is entirely a function of the changes that we saw in um, the changes we saw in the uh, data, uh, uh, in the uh, survey data uh, from the updating of the information, the changing of the seasonal factors, which literally is a nightmare for me. Because particularly with data that's below national level, those changes, they typically say they're relatively small. They're not. But just to get this clear to you, on average, when they the absolute average change, so stripping the sign out and then just averaging, what's the magnitude of these changes in the monthly growth numbers, the change in employment month to month? A normal change from the re, from the updating of the benchmark and the seasonal adjustment is about two forty, somewhere in there, two thirty, two forty. Okay, which is a lot. It's a quarter million. I get that, but that's out of a number that's approximately one hundred and fifty million. It's typically about one tenth. Occasionally, it's two tenths. This one was three tenths. This was a change that, on average, added added back, you know, over 700,000 jobs uh, to, you know, in terms of employment, it actually added 1.5 million. A lot more people working than had been estimated before um, in that number. And that number, again, is supposed to include self-employed, uh, and that is a very hard number to adjust to. So those numbers have changed fairly dramatically. Um, so... Job openings in December, the JOLTS number came out. That was at uh, that went up slightly higher to 10.93 million versus 10.78 million. Um, number of hirings and slips did the quit rate actually did um, did go back to 2.9 from 3 percent. But you still have over 4 million people quitting jobs every month. Still a significantly high high number. Um, one last thing to point out here was, and I wanted I want to spend a few minutes on this because this was because um, this led to a, something I heard on on the same clip uh, on the the jobs report panel that uh, CNBC has on that has to come up with an instant reaction on Wednesday. The uh, automated data processing ADP. Came out with a came out with its survey. It always publishes on the Wednesday before the Friday job report. Their Wednesday report. So remember, the White House has been out telling people, "Ooh, this could be some really weird data. All those Omicron sick people. The number could be low. 
people should be paying attention here. Well, that didn't work out well. But then on Wednesday, as if to confirm what the White House was saying, ADP comes out with its result. Remember, ADP is doing a survey, is doing an estimate of private sector payrolls based on the based on the information they're getting on payrolls from other folks, from their customers. And then extrapolating from their customer base. So ADP does this, Homebase does this. There are multiple ones that are out there. Uh, they're leveraging the data they have using using some some statistical techniques and hiring some doctoral trained doctorate trained economists to to do some studies. They come out with three hundred and one thousand jobs lost, net jobs lost. The estimate was for a minus one. Uh, the estimate was for a plus one eighty. They come out minus three hundred one. Most of the job losses came out of firms with one to nineteen employees. Now that is a very interesting statistic. If most of the job losses were coming from small businesses, I could have imagined that it's a small business that might be reporting to the BLS that I've got someone out on unpaid sick leave because you're more likely to have unpaid sick leave working for a small firm than a large firm. You're more likely, it's more likely to have happened there. So I could have imagined that maybe that that was some of the issue. And so that's rattling around the head of their chief economist, Neela Richardson. And she's sitting on the panel and she's heard the numbers. She heard uh, Jason Furman say what he said. Hey, it's a really great economy. The jobs market's doing really well. And, and my, and I am listening to her and she's trying to figure it out. And she's, she's struggling to even find words um, to explain what she's thinking. But in it, you can hear this doesn't fit what we're seeing out here. And I kind of appreciated her quite a bit. Let's play. This is just about 20 seconds of her. It was about a minute long answer. And there's a lot of kind of feeling her way toward an answer. But these 20 seconds kind of captures what she was trying to say. Cut number six, please. But it's also a bit mystifying. I celebrate the increase in the labor force participation rate. But to think that that happened during a, a time of surging COVID cases is something that makes me a little skeptical of these numbers. I, I think we, this is one of those reports that we really need some, cool, cool, you know, some other evidence in agreement. And... So that's always what we say, right? We always advise, you know, we always advise people when someone says to me, so you're, you're saying the economy is going to grow this. I said, my estimate is here's why I could be wrong. I, I'm, this is the best estimate I can give you. Um, you'd be better off planning for an economy that grew 2% than, grow, than an economy that shrinks 2%. You'd be better off planning on much higher wages for next year than planning on wages staying constant. I can tell you, I could give you that, but trying to predict an exact number is kind of a fool's errand. And a single report from the federal government shouldn't change everybody's idea immediately, which is why when when Furman says, I'm not going to, we don't need to play the whole clip again, but when Furman says, you know, 50 basis points uh, for the Fed in March is on the table, 
Like, no, it's not. Come on. You've got two more inflation reports. You have another jobs report, which will include a revision of this number. You are way out ahead than you were before. Freeman kind of, he got enough pushback that he basically at some point says, well, okay, okay, okay. I just think it's less, I think it's more likely, I think it's 50 basis points is more likely than it was yesterday. Okay, I'll give you that. That's a better way to say it. But to sort of say 50 basis points is on the table, okay, that is not smart. However, having said that, okay, I'm going to be one of those two-armed economists. I'm a, I've got an on the other hand for you. If you watch what's going on elsewhere in the in the economy and in the world, you have to think the Fed is trying hard not to be the last central bank to pull back. Because on this week, the Bank of England decided to raise the interest rate and raise its interest rate, its bank rate. And not only to raise its bank rate, but it raised its bank, not only did it raise its bank rate, they had a fight about whether to raise it 25 or 50 basis points. And the vote was 5-4. The chair, who always votes last, had to break a tie. The most remarkable thing, I I decided not to, I was, I, I, I had... I was close to sending Sean some clips from uh, the press conference the Bank of England does to talk about this stuff. I didn't. Why? Well, I just decided it was probably a little too deep in the weeds on this. But just to listen to him talk about this is Andrew Bailey. He's the governor of the Bank of England. So he's the Jay Powell of the Bank of England. He is. He's on a, a news program talking about what it is that they did and their discussion about whether or not to go 25 or 50 basis points. And, I mean, it did put him in a bit of an uncomfortable position here. But let's go ahead and play. Cut number four, please, Sean. We have not raised interest rates today because the economy is roaring away. The economy is only now back to the size it was immediately before the pandemic a couple of years ago. An increase in bank rate is necessary because it is unlikely that inflation will return to target without it. We face the risk that some of the higher imported inflation could become ingrained within the domestic economy, leading to a longer period of high inflation. So that ingraining of, of price inflation, goods inflation somewhere else. Remember, Furman had also said, you know what, I'm actually changing my mind. Let's go ahead and play that again. Cut number, Jason Furman, yesterday on CNBC, former Obama CEO, uh, Council of Economic Advisors had cut number five. Um, the wage number, though, really underscore that. I think that's the biggest news out of this report. Up 0.7%. Last year, it was up about an average of 0.4% um, per month. We're seeing no sign of wages slowing down. That's going to feed into service sector prices. We're going to see 2022 is going to be the year of services inflation, um, replacing the year of goods inflation we had in 2021. Um, The Fed's going to be thinking about 50 basis points. Thinking about 50 basis points. Well, the Bank of England did. And they had a they ended up almost evenly split with the with the chair, with the governor, um, 
the others are called deputy governors in the Bank of England structure. The governor had to break a tie between 25 and 50. I, you know, that as much as anything in my mind is what leads to is what leads to 50 basis points being on the table. It's not the wage inflation number itself. It's that the Fed does not want to be seen as being behind other central banks. So what are the other ones doing? Well, we know what the Bank of England's doing now, but we'll come back and we're going to talk about the ECB, which also made news this week. Uh, we'll talk about them right after this. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Aw, man, winter's here, and I missed out on getting my roof done. Did you at least get your siding fixed? Nah, didn't get to that either. Well, I wouldn't worry. Just call JTR Roofing. JTR will give you an estimate and get your project on their calendar for first thing in the spring. There are a ton of roofing and siding companies. Why should I call JTR? First, check out their online reviews, like this one. JTR did the roofing and siding on our house. Fantastic. And conscientious workers. Okay. Or there's this one. I can't say enough about what great guys they are. JTR should be your first and last call. Hmm. Plus, JTR Roofing is also a locally owned company. They stand behind their work, and they'll be there for you in the years to come. JTR Roofing. Sounds like I better give them a call. Visit JTRRoofingInc.com. That's JTRRoofingInc.com to set up your no-obligation consultation. JTR Roofing, windows, siding, and gutters. JTRRoofingInc.com. Dr. Gorka here, and I want to talk to you for a minute about the 100% drug-free relief factor. We all deal with aches and pains in our day-to-day lives, and I have had my fair share, including injuries like a detached quad muscle that, I can tell you, fell into the category of really bad pain. But I've been able to manage the pain by taking relief factor. It helps your own body to attack and fight off sources of inflammation, the source of most of our aches and pains, and I've loved it for years now. Almost 70% of the more than half a million people who have tried Relief Factor end up ordering more. That's because it works for them the way it worked for me. Isn't it time for you to get out of pain? Your first step to becoming pain-free should be to order the three-week quick starter pack for the discounted price of only $19.95. Go to relieffactor.com, call 800-4-RELIEF to find out more about this offer. Feel the difference. I'm Staff Sergeant Mark Anthony I'm Madrid. Staff Sergeant Samantha Cowell. I'm Staff Sergeant I'm Alex Staff Keaton. Sergeant William Lewis, and I am proud to defend my family and our nation. The Air Force Reserve is part of the story of this great nation. I'm grateful that I have a chance to wear the uniform of the heroes that went before me. I'm proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference in the world. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. Even as technology evolves and changes, our commitment to defend and protect this nation remains steadfast. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving. We celebrate our proud history and look towards an exciting and uniting future. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. And I am proud to be a member. And of I'm proud to serve in the United and States. And I am Air. proud to protect our country. Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. 
AFreserve.com. Welcome back, King Banyan Show. Listen here. That ain't working. That's the way you do it. Now, that's a little bit later than my... That's actually college years, but thank you. You know, I do think the... <laughs> I do think Dire Straits will be music we hear in the afterlife. Um, certainly hope so. Uh, 651-289-4477. 651-289-4477. Questions and comments. Let me take just a few more minutes to talk about what's going on. I, I'm not going to... This isn't... The Fed's going to be out this week, and I think they have been out this week, basically trying to say, yeah, things look pretty bad, but we're going to continue on this path. We feel like we got a good path here. We're going to be pretty steady Eddie. And so I, the Fed moves at very, very slow rates. I don't think they can pivot from quantitative easing on the one hand to a 50 basis point increase on the other hand in a matter of weeks i just don't see how they get there i do think more rate hikes i think in the last seven meetings there'll be more meetings with rate hikes than not i don't think you'll get to seven but i now think four is pretty much where most people are thinking and i could see five as being possible i don't know but one thing the Fed doesn't like to do is does not like being out of line with everybody else. And and as I went and looked at uh, a variety of these these indicators, uh, as I look at a variety of these indicators, I, I was looking at a at, at what's happening elsewhere. So you go to places like Turkey or Brazil, where inflation is really rampant, and they're beginning to and Brazil and Turkey are going in opposite directions. Turkey, under the guidance of its leader, uh, uh, Erdogan, has fired any central banker that would raise interest rates and has told them instead to go downward. And people say, well, we'll get an experiment. What happens with them versus versus uh, the European Central Bank or the Fed? It's like, no, no, no. The comparison to make for Turkey is not with a Western country, uh, one of the OEs, you know, with one of the uh, G7 countries. The better pot comparison for them is to take a country at a similar stage of development. Try Brazil or try Argentina. We can't know what's happening in Argentina. Argentina is frankly just not, is trying hard not to report what's going on with inflation there. Brazil is engaged in an old-fashioned, I've got to fight inflation back down if it kills, even if it kills us. Uh, they now have a... Uh, they have their interest rate set at 10 and three quarters percent. In March, it was two percent. So they are they are hitting the brakes super hard. This week, the Reserve Bank of Australia, which had been doing quantitative easing, ended it. So the Central Bank of Australia, no more quantitative easing. The U.S. the Fed still is. They have company in the European Central Bank. The ECB still is. But they're beginning to make different noises, too. They had a meeting this week and afterwards, a press conference by their president, uh, Christine Lagarde, formerly of the IMF uh, and now at, now at the ECB. And she, 
she came out to speak to uh, folks. Um, I got a couple cuts from her so that you can see what she's thinking about. This is cut number two, please, Sean. With the um, upside surprise that we have seen first in December, second in January, uh, I can tell you that there was uh, unanimous concern around the table of the Governing Council about uh, inflation numbers. Uh, and obviously the impact it has on the near term and the impact that it has on our compatriots in Europe. So the uh, Germany published their jobs report. The number of employed they had down went down by 48,000, which was about eight times what they thought it would. And their unemployment rate is now down to 5.1%. In February of 2020, they're in, okay, pre-pandemic, their unemployment rate was 5%. They're back there now. They're in that same situation. Uh, factory orders was up 2.8% month over month, a huge increase in factory orders. Um, uh, they're not importing as much foreign, so there's a whole lot of uh, demand for goods from German manufacturers being done by German consumers um, because uh, the German economy is growing by leaps and bounds at this moment, and they probably don't like the situation they're in. Uh, Lagarde continues, cut number three. Inflation at target, which is 2%, well ahead of the projection horizon. We have second the durability so that we see it staying at target uh, until the end of the horizon. And third, we need to see underlying inflation that is uh, sufficiently strong to determine progress towards target. So we will apply uh, these three criterias at each and every step of the way, and we will determine if and when uh, they are satisfied in order to uh, possibly uh, hike rates. But don't forget that we also have a sequence, and the sequence is that we will not hike rates until we have completed uh, net asset purchases. Net assets purchases, which you and I call quantitative easing, is still going on in the in in Europe, and they will not be ending that till later in the year on their current path. They did not, they did so. They're still in the stage of job owning. So this is for me to say, the Fed probably likes where they are because they're in the schedule. They are ahead of the ECB. They are pretty much on path with the Bank of Canada. They are now, you know, what, what, six weeks behind the Bank of England? But the Bank of England is in a funny place because their economy contracted a lot more sharply than, the, than even the United States did. I know it depends on how you measure it. I know uh, I, I heard, was listening to uh, some, some BBC podcast in which uh, they were debating whether or not the economy was the fastest growing in the G7, which uh, Boris Johnson apparently said in Parliament sometime in the last few weeks. And it's all a matter of, well, from what date to what date are you measuring it? If you measure it over the entire pandemic period, that's not true. But they are growing rapidly in the last few months. And for the Bank of England to all of a sudden step in and say, I want to do... 25 and maybe 50 basis point increases in the bank rate are, is a is a significant uh, uh, could lead to a slowdown um, for reasons I won't I won't get into here because of uh, a, what appears to be a, 
a political scandal caused by uh, disobeying COVID restrictions. Where have we heard this story before? Um, the, the Johnson government appears to be in serious danger of falling in, in Britain at the moment. Uh, at least perhaps the, the uh, conservative party throwing him over for another leader. Um, we, and again, this isn't a politics show. I'm, and particularly, I don't think my listeners want me to delve deep into British politics, so I won't. Uh, but, but suffice to say, there are other parts of the world where the direction on interest rates is higher, and it's been getting higher for a while. They've been going, a few of them have been going up higher at increasing, at faster rates. And I think the Fed's comfortable being midstream in that, and I don't see them doing anything really sharp rather than saying they probably will say in in March, on March 15th, they'll probably come out and say, yep, no more QE, yep, we're going to increase the uh, target rate 25 basis points, and then we'll see where we are next next meeting and that gets you to early May. So I don't see the rate being more than, my guess is they won't hike right away. They won't do two hikes unless they get big inflation numbers. But again, one more time, I'm going to say this. You have two inflation reports and another jobs report before the next next Fed meeting. It is way too soon for anyone to predict what they're going to do. But they probably look at what's going on in central banking around the world and their reaction is, we're probably in a pretty good spot right now. We probably don't need to make too many strong statements out there. And I don't sense that the Fed actually, I don't sense that the presidents who are more hawkish are like beating the drum for, for 50. Um, and I don't sense that the doves out there are really saying, no, we can't raise rates. No, we can't raise rates. That will they, The news cycle will not support them. Um but the ones that, are, that would be more hawkish, to be more hawkish would put them out ahead of all the other central banks. That's just not how the Fed operates. I'm sorry. Just not how it's going to go. Uh, we'll be back after this with the last segment of the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The Biz 1440, KYCR Golden Valley. The power of the Christian education is that our children can make their decisions and their sound decisions, and it just makes them better adults. Hi, I'm Jeff. Hi, I'm Trish. And we're from Oakdale. Jeff and Trish use the half-off tuition program for both of their sons' Christian education. That's half price for the first year of tuition at participating Twin Cities schools. The half-off tuition program was better than we could have ever imagined for our family. Details at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. Searching for ways to strengthen your daily walk? Visit Crosswalk.com. From devotionals to Christian living topics, movie reviews to marriage and financial articles, and so much more. The intersection of faith and life, Crosswalk.com. The division of Salem Media Group. Everyone has important numbers. A phone number, a year you were born, even your anniversary. At Appliance Renew, giving our customers savings up to 50% off is one of our important numbers. Hey, it's Michael, owner of Appliance Renew. We sell brand new scratch and ding, name brand appliances. Our inventory of over 250 appliances changes weekly. I put all appliances through a 20-point inspection, checking that all components, belts, and lines are running at peak performance. 
Appliance Renew is locally owned and operated in beautiful downtown Farmington. Visit ApplianceRenew.com or give me a call at 612-564-9207. It's worth the trip to downtown Farmington in the South Metro for savings up to 50% off brand new scratch and ding appliances. Saving money is worth the drive when a little ding doesn't mean a thing at Appliance Renew. This is important news. If you have unfiled tax returns, the IRS is shifting gears and ramping up investigations on non-filers this year. If you fail to file your tax returns for a year or more or you owe back taxes, now's the time to call Optima Tax Relief before the IRS finds you. Optima is America's number one most trusted tax resolution firm, specialized in helping individuals, families, and businesses get right with the IRS. They're experts in the Taxpayer Relief Initiative, a powerful new program that can make resolving tax issues easier. A-plus rated with the Better Business Bureau. Optima's award-winning team has helped thousands of people protect their paychecks, bank accounts, homes, and businesses by putting their tax problems to rest, resolving over $1 billion in tax debts for their clients. Call Optima now for a free consultation. Call 800-965-1433. 800-965-1433. Optima Tax Relief. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon. We're where you are. Listen to The Biz 1440 at Odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Welcome back. King Bang, you show the biz 1440. Ah, I love that. That's a good tune. Who? I was trying to do tell somebody something about uh, Robert Palmer. You a Robert Palmer fan, uh, 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 Sean? Yeah. Ah, uh, Power Station? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they were great. Um, I've tried to explain Robert Palmer to people who passed away way too young. Oh, gosh, what, 15, 20 years ago now, I guess? Um, yeah, I guess it, probably at least that, right? Um, way too young. I think it was in his 50s. And um, But he was just, I mean, early Robert Palmer, the one uh, the one that everybody knows is the video Addicted to Love with, the, with probably the most, it's probably... Should be on the list of the most sexist videos ever made. Um, <laughs> could it be on TV now? Um, at least I don't think so. Um, no, I haven't watched MTV since it stopped being stopped uh, caring about the M and its title. Um, but I was thinking about this. So, you know, yeah, so we were playing music and I was going to say to you, uh, hey, Sean, play some Neil Young on Spotify. Um, but that was... Um, I don't want to be mean. I, I I don't particularly care what what Spotify does. Uh, I don't care what Neil Young does. You know, um, I just I just like listening to Neil Young. Period. So, but and he, there are lots of ways in which he can uh, he can get his stuff. But anyway, I think my point was that I wanted to go back and find this. So give me a second. I have to go. I have to go dig out this post I had. I put up on my Facebook wall. Um, uh, just a, just a, just a little bit ago, 
Um, these would be, this would be, uh, where are we here? Yes, here we go. These albums are 50 years old in 2022. How many of these are no longer on the, uh, are no longer on Spotify? Um, I'm just, I can't read all of these. I'm just going to give you a sampling. I'm just going to name you the ones that I owned. And I don't know that I bought them all in 1972, but I certainly owned all of these at one point or another. The one on the top of the list, which I should should have owned, but I never bought. The Rolling Stones' Exile on Main Street. 50 years old this year. Although I think Mitch says it's actually 51 years old, but whatever. But I'll re- just read the ones that I did own. Yes, Close to the Edge. All of these, Sean, all of these were from 19, are from 1972. David Bowie, Rise and Fall of Ziggy Stardust. Uh, Steely Dan, Can't Buy a Thrill. Aforementioned Neil Young, Harvest. Elton John, Hockey Chateau, as I said, my first album. Jethro Tull, Thick as a Brick, which probably was in the first five albums I bought. Um, Deep Purple Machine Head. Uh, Lou Reed Transformer. I know I bought that much later. I wasn't a Lou Reed guide in high school. Chicago Five. Steven Stills, Manassas. Is he off Spotify now, too? Do we know? I don't know. Don't actually care. Emerson- <laughs> I don't care. I'm sorry. If you don't want your music to be played on the most popular platform that's out there, yeah, fine. UBU. Emerson Lake and Palmer Trilogy. Bonnie Raitt, Give It Up. The Almond Brothers, Eat a Peach. Alice Cooper School's Out. The Doobie Brothers, Toulouse Street. I think I had that. Not positive I had that one. Uriah Heep, Demons and Wizards. Uriah Heep, terribly underrated. Sean, you got to find me some Uriah Heep. Uh, Mott the Hoople, All the Young Dudes. You could you could go out with that, too. Um, Pink Floyd's Obscured by Clouds. I bought it much later. I was not a Pink Floyd guy in high school. It was college before I got into that. Uh also, Magician's Birthday, Uriah Heep had two albums out in the same year. When, when's the last time you saw that? Uh, Seventh Sojourn by Moody Blues, Roxy Music, uh, Roxy Music's first album, Roxy Music. Genesis Foxtrot, ooh. Cat Stevens, Catch Bullet 4. The Bands, Rock of Ages. Grand Funk Railroad, Phoenix. I was just, my brother and I were chatting about it. I put this up. My brother's like, I was just listening to Grand Funk Railroad a couple nights ago. I said, yeah, that's because I played it for you because you were only 10. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, Santana, Caravanserai. Um, St. Dominic's Preview. Uh, the Jeff Beck Group. Blue Oyster Cult. Both were their first albums at that time. And then the last one that I know I had, because I don't think I had Black Sabbath. Uh, volume four, but the raspberries fresh. Ooh, so good, so good. All of those in 1972. Right? All I could tell those people, I mean, I'm wondering, and here's the thought, and why would I talk about this on an economics show? Because someone said, why are you talking about music? This is economics. Why are you doing that? Here's why. I was talking with some friends about the fact that they were trying to price prince's estate to which they had to uh, price his library um and the fact that you've got people like you've got people out there who have been selling their libraries right selling the music rights to right so there's the sound 
the the recording of the music, and then there's actual then there is the writing, the publishing house. And there are all kinds of stories about how musicians have been able to unbundle and sell and 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 commodify their music to be able to sell it. I'm questioning how much does it cost Neil Young to actually pull his music off Spotify? Because less people, yes, less young people are going to hear them. Um, yes, but if you've already sold your your rights to somebody else, you don't care who gets to hear you anymore. And you can pound the table and say, "I don't want my music on the stage. I don't want my music on Spotify anymore." And Spotify can say, "Great, okay, we'll take it off." You've got less people listening to you now. I don't know. I am I, curious what the what the economic impact of that decision on the artist is, because I would argue it's far less. Just imagine if we were playing music on a very popular show, and they said, well, "I don't like free market economists, so don't play that." Is it going to? What's it going to cost them? Probably not very much. But even less if it turns out they already sold the rights to their music to somebody else because they already cashed out. I'm never really wondering about that. Thank you so much for listening today. That's been kind of fun. Uh, we'll, we'll have more music like this. Uh, it'll be the Job Saturday track up on Spotify later on until they pull me off. And we'll be back. Uh, <laughs> beautiful. We'll be back. Thanks, Sean. King Banyan Show, The Biz, 14. 14- Do your employees love their commute to the office? With working space changes, your office site can be either a sore spot or a huge bonus to an employee. Centerpoint of Mendota Heights gives you an advantage. It's conveniently located near major roadways, has a park-like setting near the Mississippi River close to walking and biking trails, with great lunch spots nearby. This eight-building, single-story business campus features free parking, customizable office space with no shared common areas, enhanced air purification systems, separate utility meters and private restrooms amazing center point of mendota heights is the ultimate in business convenience you and your employees have an easy commute to this centralized location near minneapolis and st paul with accessibility to msp airport center point of mendota heights is locally owned and managed an ideal place for a business looking for a value forward move their mission is to support local business owners like you learn more by visiting escape to mendota.com that's escape to mendota.com Unless you've visited our studios, you probably haven't seen how clean they are. But I assure you, you can hear it. Hey, I'm Trevor Kay, checking in on behalf of Forever Cleaning. Tasha and the team at Forever Cleaning are a big part of why we sound so fantastic on air. I mean, have you ever heard a dusty microphone? Not here, you haven't. It sounds something like this. No good, right? But Forever Cleaning's attention to detail goes beyond the studios and this microphone. Our break room is clean and inviting, the office areas are orderly and organized, and the bathrooms, they're always spotless. If you need Forever Cleaning's expert care in your office or store, or you just want to make certain your mic sounds as good as mine, reach out to Tasha and her expert team today at forevercleaning.com. That's the number 4, EVRcleaning.com. Or call 763-807-9817 to schedule your free walkthrough and quote. Remember, Forever Cleaning is so thorough, you'll wonder if your mom snuck in overnight and cleaned. We wanted a four-wheel drive SUV, so we just stopped at Invergrove Hyundai, and we like what we see. And obviously the same day even, I bought one. Hi, this is Gary in Maplewood, and that started the relationship with uh, 
Invergrove Hyundai, and I'm on my third Hyundai since. I've bought at least 20 new cars. And in all the dealerships that I've dealt with, I've never felt more at home and appreciated than I have with Invergrove Hyundai. I would just say that anybody looking for a vehicle, give uh, Invergrove Hyundai a shot at it. Uh, you'll be happy you did. I would more than highly recommend Invergrove Hyundai. I'm a partner of theirs forever, just for the way I was treated at, uh, at their dealership. I, I just can't say enough. Every new Hyundai, like the 2022 Santa Fe, comes with America's best warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile limited powertrain, and Hyundai Assurance. Check out their new inventory arriving daily at InvergroveHyundai.com. Your exclusive... Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.